Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. We're going to consider how HR can better use technology to help workers, especially hourly workers, manage the stresses of this year's pandemic and the economic uncertainties. My guest this time is Martin Hartshorn, an expert on what HR professionals must know about the future of hourly or shift workers. He's also CEO of the Minneapolis-based HR technology company, When I Work, which provides flexible scheduling systems used by 1 million employees at 150,000 workplaces across the US. Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to be here. So first off, Martin, Tell, tell our listeners a bit about your your background in HR tech and uh, and the genesis of when I work. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I, I've sort of accidentally been in workforce management, human capital management, HR tech, all the all the three letter acronyms you can come up with for it um, for a little over twenty years. Um, and you know, once upon a time, I was a um, a geeky kid who liked to code and software engineer. Um, and I kind of went more into the business side as my uh, career developed and um, started working uh, at a company called Workbrink out of Toronto um, in the early, early 2000s, focused on really large companies and um, the labor management um, and was there for a number of years. Um, later, I started my own company um, called uh, Employee Touch. that was um, in 2011, and that was doing... Um, a kind of a revolutionary time clock for hourly workers that was tablet-based, detachable, um, you know, used facial recognition, all things that are sort of standard now, but 10 years ago were um, on the cutting edge. Um, and um, I sold that company into Ultimate Software in 2013 and spent six years there. Um, um, you know, great company um, and ran product and um strategy for the company for a number of years and was just focused more broadly on all the different um, areas of HR technology across the full spectrum. Um, and, you know, a little over eight, nine months ago, um, I left to join When I Work as the, the CEO. Um, and as you mentioned, When I Work, we really focus on shift-based workplaces. Um, and so, you know, bringing the same kind of uh, uh, people focus that's needed across all um, HR tech and but but you know specifically into hourly environments for um, shift uh, based workers. And as you mentioned, we have over a million active users, over 150,000 workplaces. And honestly, Bill, our main thing um, is to focus on the shift based workplace. And when you do that, and you're people oriented, scheduling is really the core application um, that that drives all the action. It's where you know, the, the employee meets the company, provides work. Um, and so we focus primarily on scheduling and all the things that go around that. Um, and, you know, we've always done that with a mobile first um, approach and a way that involves the employees far more than in traditional scheduling systems um, in, you know, contributing to what they're interested in being scheduled and trading their shifts with each other and, and all of that. And so, yeah, all of that's just kind of been uh, 20 years worth of um, HR orientation in, in technology across the spectrum. Just in, in terms of industries, then, who, what are what are your typical uh, users? I'm assuming we're talking hospitality, we're talking manufacturing. What, what are the 
key user bases for features? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And what I've seen over the years in scheduling is what tends to happen is scheduling technologies over time become highly specialized, right, into one industry, like a nurse staffing scheduling solution or um, a distribution center scheduling solution um, or, you know, big box retail and, and so on. And one of the things that I thought was great about when it work um, and that we do well and we'll continue to focus on is we're really the first successful horizontal scheduling application. And, you know, there's 82 million hourly based workers across the United States. Um, and when you break that down by kind of building up, you know, the, the different sizes of pie, right, of what verticals all those are in, and you look at our customer base, um, and we have over 40,000 customers, Bill, and you look at our customer base and you break that down by the employees they have and how many there are, it kind of looks the same as the, the broad base pie, right? And so we have customers across um, hospitality, retail, um, healthcare, services, um, tech support, gig economy, um, really everything other than government, um, which just kind of has a little bit of an idiosyncratic um, process, right, for, for buying and purchasing and using. But other than that, we're, like we're across the broad based spectrum. Um, but certainly we, we, you know, our focus and our, and our limit in terms of the market is um, the hourly based, shift based uh, workplaces. Okay, so let's, let's now look a little bit at uh, what, what should HR professionals know about how they can use digital technology to support pandemic precautions. Uh, in, in your view, how, how can digital tech safeguard employees from COVID-19 infections? Yeah, I mean, there's so many uh, different aspects of this that have been in play since the beginning of the pandemic. And one thing I'd like to say, Bill, about um, the pandemic is one of the ways I look at it, it's been a great kind of um, inevitability accelerator. Right? So there's all these things that were in play um, across technology around the world. Um, moving forward in a certain direction at a certain pace in different areas. And um, there's, there's been a lot of tipping points that have occurred um, um, that the presence of the pandemic has revealed. And, and I think for HR technology, there's a lot of them, right? And, and so there's some very sort of tactical things that um, HR technology is able to help with, uh, with respect to um, very specific impacts on the pandemic, like, in our world, when we're we're doing scheduling and you know time tracking for workers, um, you know being being able to consider the number of people that you're having at your locations and the space rules and being able to change your scheduling requirements so that that is observed, um, being able to contact trace. Right, we didn't we didn't have to do much to be able to provide sort of contact tracing capability. We already are a system of record for who's going to be where and when and how long they were there and who else they were with. Right. And so we've been able to provide reports and data for our customers um, to, um, you know, to be able to get that information when something does occur. And, you know, you know they, they end up finding a case among one of their workers. Um, the, the biggest thing, though, really is um, the unparalleled amount of like flexibility and agility that's now needed in the workplace. I mean, every day there's a new challenge. Right? There's adjustments to make. Um, and what people are trying to manage in their lives, um, their families, the school, the lockdowns, the rules, it's just created an environment where you can't just kind of schedule something and stick with it, right? Like the, the number of times that you're going to have to make adjustments um, is kind of tenfold compared to what it used to be. Um, and so it's actually been something that's turned, uh, to, turned out to be very appealing about our particular products 
um, because they are simple and flexible. We have a lot of small businesses using our products. Um, and, and so, you know, we've got to be able to have our customers find our product, come to our website, decide to try it, buy it, use it, install it, configure it, and make it work across their employees without working with us. And thousands of our customers do that. And it turns out, um, you know, that's also very valuable for large organizations that we have as customers too in this time. The other thing that's happened is, you know, we've got a lot of, um, a lot more customers in the healthcare arena, hospitals, um, you know, like uh, nursing centers, long-term care facilities, even like mobile deployment of health workers for doing temperature checks. We've had all kinds of interesting organizations come to us and um, start using our, our product, frankly, way faster than they used to from healthcare, right? Like a lot of compliance and, and things like that are driving the, the decision process in healthcare. And so we've seen them, you know, act a lot more quickly and swiftly and, and, and want something that they can get up and running quickly and, and, and easily work with. Um, so we've seen a lot of those things happen. And then those are just some of the ways that uh, the HR technology that we have um, and others can do are helping um, people manage the situation now. What about ways that HR can use tech to, to help workers, especially hourly workers deal with a lot of those, a lot of those stresses happening right now. So uh, work, work from home versus work from the workplace. You've got your childcare demands, of course. In in many households, there are furloughed partners. All of this with with, with the health crisis in the backgrounds. You know, in many countries, uh, folk are back in lockdown right now. Where does the HR technology fit in when it comes to ensuring that there are regularly scheduled hours? Yeah, and so you know, there's kind of two ways of looking at this. Um, and first of all, we've all experienced this now everywhere in the world, and it's it's kind of amazing. The whole planet is going through. Um, you know, similar experiences at the same time. But when we, like, when we think about the sort of um, knowledge workers, the, like the white collar workers, if you will, I mean, first of all, you know, my company is, a, is filled with knowledge workers, right? We make cloud-based software and we've been simultaneously trying to manage what we do and how we run the business and how we take care of our team and our people and their families and stick together while having the same orientation for like what our customers need for their employees and how they're going to manage them. And one of the amazing things we've observed is there's much more in common than, than there is different like between those, right? And so it starts with um, recognizing that there's a really um, complex and challenging human experience that everybody's going through, no matter what kind of worker they are. Um, and uh, people are having to deal with um, an unparalleled amount of changes and flexibility, um, compassion, understanding, um, respect, caring for each other, worrying about our families, our children, our lives, each other. Um, and, you know, that's driven a lot about how we've managed the pandemic inside our company at one work. Um, and so, you know, we're far more flexible. Like we have people working from home. We've gotten really good at that. Um, you know, we have people needing to make adjustments based on their kids, their school, the hours. We've given people like more time off to, um, you know, kind of deal with things and manage it. Just being really, really flexible and understanding is what's, what's key. And those ex that's exactly what people need in the shift-based workplaces too, right? And so um, people are going to need to change their schedules far more often um, than before. And you need to understand that, like, that's okay. It's going to happen, right? Um, whether it's directly because of uh, a COVID impact of some, somebody, um, you know, being um, ill or somebody just being notified of contact tracing or make adjustments or, you know, somebody's school has a situation or one of their kids is sent home and they've got to take care of them. Right. And so 
you know, the agility, the, the, the speed at which you can uh, manage changes and things like that is the most uh, critical thing. And so for us, you know, the, the core of our scheduling is to be flexible, employee-driven, people-driven scheduling, right? And so often our um, customers will create um, the shifts that, um, you know, manage the volume, the customer flow, or, you know, the patient flow or whatever that they need. And they turn it over to all the employees using the system um, and let them sign up for shifts using different rules, trade shifts, make adjustments. And so it kind of distributes all the workload because right now it's really impossible for one person to be asked to solve for all this when it's very dynamic. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the main thing, like having that flexible system um, allows you to, you know, to bring the right attitude of like care and compassion and consideration for all the things that are going on in people's lives um, and get through it together. And those that are getting through it together are actually building stronger bonds inside their organizations. They're building loyalty um, with their employees um, like for the future. And, you know, similarly, you're building loyalty with your customers when you're helping them, you know, do all of those things um, at the same time. Okay, I'd like to play a little game with you now, if I may. I'd like to switch things up. Sometimes I ask our guests to uh, rapidly fire onto a question in sixty seconds or less. This time, uh, let's do let's do a little bit of role play. I am a newbie HR practitioner. Okay, and um, and you're giving you're giving me a little bit of your time, and you sit down with me. You're going to impart some wisdom, and and that wisdom is just to explain to me what what are those fundamental differences that that I, I need to understand about shift or hourly workers versus other workers, you know, full-time contract workers. What, what are their, what are their needs when it comes to control and self scheduling? What, what are the other bits and pieces, which might be a wee bit different and I need to be mindful of as I'm entering my HR career. The first thing is the work hours are obviously so much more important. Um, and it's not just the volume it's, um, it's when they occur. Um, and so you have to be considerate of understanding that every single employee um, in an operation cares about that. And it's a huge driver on um, how productive they're going to be, um, how loyal they're going to be to the organization, whether they're going to stay, how hard they're going to work, um, and the passion they bring um, to ultimately serve customers or patients or what have you. Um, and you know, we, we think a lot about employee engagement um, in the knowledge worker sense. Um, you know, that's a very human thing. It matters too to um, shift-based workers. Like having engaged workers also makes your operation more successful, your business more productive, um, your patient outcomes better. And the shift itself is um, up there along with how much they, um, you know, like working with their supervisor as the, the kind of the two most important things um, for uh, retaining the worker and, and getting, uh, getting them to you know, give their best uh, foot forward. Um, so that's a critical thing. The, the, the second thing is um, uh, flexibility. Um, and so people that are working shift work, um, generally they're not super high income workers. Um, they have other demands in their lives. They don't have the same flexibility. They might, have as, not, might, might not have as much uh, childcare or vehicles um, or resources. Um, you know, they're dealing with things like public transit. Um, it's generalizing a little bit, but you know, you just have to um, be more understanding about um, the need for them to make changes and adjustments, um, and, and and treat it like you you know you're solving 
a problem across uh, multiple people and trying to optimize as much as you can. And it's really hard to do that uh, with full visibility in advance of the time. Um, and so, you know, the flexibility and adaptability are, are far, more, uh, far more critical. But the last thing that sort of go counter on, on your question is to remember that there actually aren't that many differences. At the end of the day, we're still talking about human beings. We're talking about people who are driven and motivated to do certain things, who need to work and want to work and feel satisfaction in doing a good job and earning income. Um, and so it's good to remember um, to, you know, a lot of organizations have a mixture, right, of knowledge workers and hourlies. Um, it's good to remember that mostly people are similar and they are the same. And so, you know, treat people with the same respect and dignity and expect them to be driven by the same like, human nature um, that, that most people are driven by. Let's talk a little bit more about in, t in terms of uh, machine learning and, and AI for a moment. In, in your in your view, how can artificial intelligence and other HR tech make life better for hourly workers? Um, make them actually want to come to work. What, what's exciting? What, what are you seeing out there? There's certainly been a lot of discussion about artificial intelligence over the past few years in a lot of industries, and um, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, working on ideas and discussing with really smart people about where things need to go um, in the you know, the HR and frankly just the people. Um, domain. And where I kind of land on it is, you know, the artificial intelligence is really comes down to using math techniques on data, right? It's about heuristics and regression and predictions and machine learning and so on. And a lot of those have been applied quite successfully in structured environments, right? In environments like the financial industry or, um, you know, logistics with inventory, things that kind of have a mathematically correct answer. And, you know, as data comes in over time, you've got all kinds of rich, accurate data and numbers to use to get better and better and learn how to solve problems better. Like think about robo trading and all the things that are going on in, in the finance industry. And when you, you turn around and say, okay, let's apply this to HR, there's a huge chasm to cross um, in, in mindset, which is, you know, people are different than, structured data and numbers alone. Yes, there is some structured data about people. There's demographics, their age, their location, their family status, the, their income, the benefits plan they chose. All those things are useful in helping to, you know, to determine outcomes and, and like what makes people tick. But there's this massive other area and field that is not yet resolved that where all the interesting work is, in my opinion, which is on the unstructured data, which are things about people like do you like your manager? How do you feel at work right now? Um, how are you feeling about your life? Do you like your schedule? Do you believe in your company's product, services, brand? And these, these aren't static answers, right? These are not answers that just exist based on who you are. They change according to time. It's like, it's what people feel that matters. And, and so, you know, the big opportunity for me for HR um, is, is to consider the opportunity for artificial intelligence to marry the structured data about people with the much more sort of nascent and developing field of capturing sentiment, capturing emotion, capturing feeling, uh, capturing what people like and don't like, and using that data to help drive decisions about talent, um, talent deployment, who's going to fit in an organization, um, and to understand that those things like take their own shape um, over time. And so in our line of work, the things we look at and consider are in creating schedules, um, it, it matters whether or not a schedule was effective in terms of 
the opinion of employees and managers in an operation, right? And so we're looking at ways to capture information like that to use it um, to get better and better um, at scheduling and time tracking and so on. Um, and you can take that same logic and apply it across the, the broad portfolio of HR technologies that apply, um, you know, from um, engagement and pay and, and all of that. And we're really, really at the very, very beginning um, of this when it comes to, to HR. And it, none of this is about like sort of replacing um, HR. That's never going to happen um, on this front. Um, but it's about using the power of the technology and giving the right sets of data to make more informed decisions. And, you know, in my fantasy, it's about creating, using all that information to create more harmonious workplaces, uh, workplaces where people fit together better, where we know where teams are effective. Um, and we're able to see what's really kind of driving outcomes. And there's just so much more exciting work to do um, in that field in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point towards the end, there, it's, it's about augmenting roles. It's about supporting HR folks so actually they can concentrate on other things uh, which are possibly more interesting and they, they can't be done by, by bots and, and different types of machine learning. Um, what else? What, 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 other, what are other trends that you're seeing at the moment, Martin? I don't know, maybe talk to us a little bit about contactless time clocks or I'd love to get your take on how digital tech can facilitate contact tracing of, of hourly staff. Sure. What, what else is out there? Um, this, this is a very educational conversation today, so uh, but please share with our listeners what, what other things they can, they can check out and expect. Yeah, so, so from my vantage point, there are other kind of big shifts that are happening and drivers um, that um, you know technologies we're creating and others can create um, all related it's i've just been seeing a lot of shift over the years and i think the COVID has become an accelerator of this of uh let's call it kind of like power um, from like the, the the company the corporation the employer to the um to, to the employee even the you know, even even the worker, if you will, like to broaden it, right? Not every relationship is about like employer employee anymore, right? There's work and there's people doing the work, um, and so we're seeing all sorts of things like that in the in the gig economy, um, in different workplaces, and there's absolutely an overall trend of you need to care more about um, the people that are doing the work and what matters to them um, and what drives them um, than ever before. And, you know, it, it's not the case anymore that everyone should be grateful to have a job um, and, you know, do whatever a company wants. And that's the sort of command and control attitude born out of, um, you know, the last industrial revolution and, and manufacturing based economies that continues to um, whittle away and, and turn over to, you know, groups of humans working together on problems. And this is true in shift based workplaces and um, in knowledge based um, workplaces. And, and, and so, you know, being being respectful of that and involving um, the people who do the work in some of the decisions, you know, this to me has been um, coupled uh, with uh, the advancement of mobile technology, right? And so once upon a time, like HR systems were not something that people who worked in organizations used, right? They, it's something that was used only by the HR team. And now um, HR systems and technologies are kind of becoming a key part of the daily operating system of people who work, whether you're a shift-based worker or an knowledge worker. Um, it used to be only if you had a computer in front of you that you did that. And now what we're seeing is like many of the our customers, their employees, they don't have corporate email addresses, but they're still users in our system. They use their phones, they use their mobile devices. They're happy to do that. Um, but all of a sudden now they're users of software 
one last question for you for today, Martin. And that's how can our listeners connect with you? So whether that's through LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe you want to give you email, maybe you're on TikTok and you want to get other people involved with that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And so, um, you know, it's easy to reach me. I'm Martin at oneiwork.com. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you look up Martin Hartshorn, um, you'll find me there as well. And, you know, if you go to oneiwork.com, you can find out everything about our products and our services um, and our customers. Awesome. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Martin, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. I really appreciate you um, having me and um, just want to close and saying I see the tremendous amount of opportunity out there for HR technologies and professionals, um, even with the challenging 2020 that we've had. Uh, we've just learned so much about people and about you know what matters in workplaces. And I'm looking forward to the next few years of all kinds of great innovations that occur um, across our space um, from the things that we had to learn in trial by fire um, over the past year. And so I wish everybody good luck through that and good times ahead. Thanks, Martin. And listeners, until next time, stay safe and happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.